there's three words not i love you just buy bitcoin um, <laughs> or have have fun staying sponsored <laughs> by bitcoin lessons get your yeah. friendly advice and understand the future of money through bitcoin lessons <laughs> <laughs> that's a great yeah. voiceover i think that's definitely going to make the uh, the real Okay, here it is, the four Bs, the world's most bullish podcast. Myself, Sir Never Look, Dr. Evil 10% in great time, the cat appears. And it is just <laughs> the two of us as well. Uh, as always, Miss No Show is nowhere to be seen. But unfortunately, we've got uh, Mr. All In away from the pod. But don't worry, we're here. We're going to hold the fort and we're going to go through this week's agenda. So shout out once again to, uh, to Stevan. Thanks, Stevan, for your uh, comments immediately on YouTube. Uh, keep fighting the good fight. And when the merch comes out, you'll be the first to get it. Uh, anybody else out there that's got any ideas or if they want to put, uh, present us with some with some drawings for what the actual logo <laughs> should look like feel very free. crude stick man yeah <laughs> <laughs> the crudest of crude stick men we love that for sure and, uh, and try and win some competition oh mate for real and any comments as well or any as well I'd love to your sound's gone oh oh your sound's back then I don't know because you picked up your microphone before yeah am I, am I back am I back are we yeah you sound loud so they just meet you they just missed your impromptu speech so I think I'll just kick this one off um this is the um podcast which is probably be labeled misinformation because when Gaz Mr. Orlin listens to it. He's going to be like, what the fuck were you two talking about? How wrong have you got it? But luckily we got some topics which he's helped arrange for us to keep us in order. But it doesn't mean we can, we um, will be able to get everything right. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Everything that you hear tonight, this is not factual or uh, (laughs) financial advice. It's just for entertainment purposes. We got one piece, one piece yep. of factual advice by Bitcoin. That's the only piece of factual advice that you need to take away, I think. <laughs> just just by Bitcoin. If, if you learn nothing else, in fact, you might as well just quit the pod right now. Just by Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It's what we're going to lead to pretty much on every single story. Yeah, it's natural, isn't it? There's three words. Not I love you, just buy Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> or have have fun staying poor. <laughs> That's my favourite. <laughs> I don't know if I told you, actually. I was looking on the DVLA website uh, just for those four letters and to see if I could get away, maybe HF5P. Uh, someone's already got it there and the other month as well someone bought the license plate bitcoin and they paid twenty thousand pounds for it as well so is that just btc on there no it was a a bit and then it was six oh 
IN or 1N. You could probably get something like BTC and then what at what price you bought in. So BTC, what was it, 18 or something? Mm, well, all the BTCs are mega high. You need to inquire to get a BTC in your license plate. I think I'm just going to spray paint HFSP on my car <laughs> when it goes in, goes to millions. Yeah. I'm going to well, attach a megaphone on it. Yeah. You, we could buy a tank to then run over that car. But, but then it'd be the problem of, like, would you actually want to spend that money on the tank? Hey, when hyper <laughs> happens, it, won't, make, it but, won't mean a thing, will it? But um, I just feel like I've got into this real toxic mindset of not wanting to spend money on anything. It's got quite extreme. But then again, I did buy some things for cycling the other day, bought some yeah. new tyres for the winter. And I thought I could have done without the tyres, but I actually spent something. So that's fairly impressive for me. Good. Well, we're uh, we're in a bull market, they say, <laughs> even though myself so never look, never looks. Uh, you know, I'm aware that we're on a rise right now and uh, we're close to new all-time highs, right? I'm just going to have to have a quick look. Because <laughs> I do look. I've been looking at my ledger a lot. Um, <laughs> so we're at £41,000. So okay. good price. What was your time high? Was it about 43 or something? Somewhere along those lines. Oh, no, 47. Yeah. 47. 47,240 on Coinbase. So a bit of a way to go because I think I've seen us around about high 42s. Um, but it seems to be that we've shaken off some of that um, ill feeling about China, boiling the oceans, Elon, and God knows what else we've had in there. Hey, just to think, though, only a few weeks ago, we were down at 30. Um, so, what, three weeks ago, we were down at, like, 30K. Now to be up at 41, 42, it's going in the right direction. Well, I was going to say, do you think you made a mistake by not buying more at 30 when we had the dip, even when it was closer to 20 as well? I went all in. I didn't even DCA. So everything that I had spare, I went in and I was just like, there you go, have it. And it swallowed it up. And uh, yeah, <coughs> I'm happy that I did. I think I did. I think I did my last all in was when it was sitting somewhere about 42. Oh. And I just went, oh God, that's painful. But then I just don't think it'll matter in the long term. Yeah, but admittedly, you know, if I bought... A couple of months later, I could have got it low twenties, so I could have bought double, almost double the amount. But yeah, it is what it is. I mean, we don't talk about shit coins on here, but I do remember and recall looking at ETH and how low it was at a time at like the two hundreds, three hundreds, and uh, I, I also thought, oh, I should have bought or got into that as along with Bitcoin as well. I must admit, in caveat along with Bitcoin, and yeah, just went all Bitcoin, thankfully. But at the same time, decent gains. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it's one of those ones if you've got what's not so much commitment, but belief. Mm. Because like Ethereum, it's flawed. It's not central. It's not um, decentralized. Yeah, it's been hacked. It's inflationary, but they have they fixed it to make it deflationary. I just I look at it and just think. I don't want to get involved in that. You're pretty much paying and you're dealing with fiat there. There's some yeah. central bodies messing around with your money. Yeah. Um, and also the fees. Uh, I think his name is, uh, well, pronounced VJ Boyaparty. 
who wrote the article Bullish Case for Bitcoin. He also has an idea when I watched an interview with him to say uh, the bullish case for the death of Ethereum as well. So like literally slating it as to why not to buy it and all the flaws. I just feel like you're moving into crypto for something better than fiat. Yeah. And it, it, you kind of go, well, how many coins are there in Ethereum? There's an amount, but it's inflationary. So that's not better than fiat. That's what fiat is. Mm. Is it decentralized? No, because when it was hacked, they can make a change. And it was also vulnerable. So, you know, I don't understand the advantage of it. No. And that's what I look at. People are throwing money into various crypto when there's no clear advantage of what actually it is. And that's all point about Bitcoin. How many coins? 21 million. Will there be yeah. more than 21 million? No. Is it centralized? No. Um, so it's scarce. It can't be controlled. And then do you have to store your money in a bank? No. And I just look at those fundamental facts and think that is your perfect money. Yeah. So why, fu- why fuck around with some shit coin? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I can't even tell you if you had a gun to my head how many coins there are uh, for Ethereum right now or like going to be in all time. So, you know, uh, quick and with any other coin, to be fair, uh, you know, trying to measure that first principle of, okay, if I was going to go down this line, what's going to make it scarce? And I, I I can't even tell you. It's all thing about you think about things which are valuable in the past. So mm. you've got baseball cards. You know yep. what makes a baseball card expensive? Scarcity, and then what made gold expensive and hold its value? Scarcity, hard to find, hard to mine, um, and it kind of applies to many different things. So you could even go to football. What makes a good football scarce? They can score a lot. They can do other things which other footballs can't. They've got um, social massive social media following those are the kind of things which you look for which brings a value in a footballer and in a way it makes them unique in their game and you can play this on houses you could put it on people in jobs even sales so working your profession you know what makes someone the most scarce so it's someone who brings in big deals all the time can find value can can understand the value of a product and convey that to a customer to help them understand and understand the roi which is what everyone thinks they can do, but it's someone who can consistently do that and have that kind of record, kind of like a footballer in a way, scoring the goals. And I think you apply this to everything, what makes something good. It's not that everyone else can do it or everything else can do it. It's that very limited amounts of these people or objects can do whatever it is. Yeah. Plus the scarcity. Yeah. You know I'm not a fan of Man United, so I'm not, and I'm not afraid for us to lose any fans or pod listeners that are Man United fans. But, you know, you just look at uh, Cristiano Ronaldo when he scored the other week in, uh, I think it was like the 95th minute, there was no one else that was going to score the winner. You know, he was the one. And he did that because it's what he does and he's done it consistently time and time again and uh and it's those habits that he's made over the course of time and you know that's what what sets him apart to being one of the greatest exactly it's those talents those goals and also the fact that he's created himself into a complete and utter icon 
Yeah. You know, everyone knows what he looks like. Everyone knows what his values are. Um, anyway, we're going about Cristiano Ronaldo. We're going to an area which I'm not comfortable in. So <laughs> let's let's go on to the topics. So the first one. Yeah. Come, you know, coming you back home the to, the, to the UK. So politicians want a pay rise from 80,000 to 100,000. So I think it's quite an old MP. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, came out this week and said that um, they should be paid in line with doctors. So my kind of interpretation of this is, well, you're getting paid 80 grand. It's a good wage. It's not massive, admittedly. And we did touch upon this last week where I think Gaz said you should be paying um, politicians, well, would needed ones, a lot of money, hundreds of thousands, millions to keep them honest and actually make them... Ref- <coughs> And so they don't need to look for these backhanders. They don't need to look for these investments. They don't need to get laws through to um, get um, their friends money, to get themselves money. And they don't need to favour some people to get a job after they finish working as an MP or a politician. They can Mm. just make their money whilst they're a politician in the number one job. So you get fiddling their expenses as well. Yeah. I mean, this is it. Um, so we want a tw- 25% pay rise. And you kind of go, 25%. What's happened in the last year? No, oh, we've printed to, around to, about. To, yeah, we had um, initial amounts, I think it's 14%. We're printing more, plus all the previous years. So you kind of go, I know where he's got that figure from. It's inflation. And everyone's like, oh, but there's a £20 universal credit reduction. Yeah. Um, but that was Which only ever really short term. It was really, only said, really bad. And I think that as a, you know, I don't know the figures for someone who receives universal credit, but their kind of income, £20 a week times by 50, what's that? It's £1,000. So I'm guessing that that's probably about, um, put that over a year, I don't know what, what the total would be, like 10000 15000 in that kind of package, 20000 Somewhere around there. So it's a decent size reduction. So somewhere around about 5% maybe reduction. Um, the 20 pound doesn't sound a lot. And I think that's why they're running with that figure. Um, but it was only meant to be temporary, albeit inflation really has just messed people up in the fact that more money is needed. But politicians saying we need more money though. And we should be getting paid like doctors. Um, I, kind of, I kind of get Gaz's thoughts on this because if you can have politicians... You want them to remain honest and not take all these backhanders. And we're in this absolute mess at the moment where they're getting paid fairly well, you know, relatively well, but they, they still can't retire on that wage. They've still got mm-hmm. to go out and they've got to invest or they've got to take their favours, as we want to call it, in order to um, get to that hallowed place of being able to retire without having to burn all your favourite books to keep yourself warm. <laughs> It, absolutely. I mean, £82,000 per year is a fantastic wage in the current, um, you know, living society, given the fact that the average wage is approximately £28,000. Uh, it's in the just UK. past 30, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Um, that was so- on my article, but it might be wrong, because I've seen it quoted as various different things. Yeah, I think, of course, you know, if you're living in London, the average wage is going to be higher uh, than the rest of the UK. But if we say, you know, around about between 28 to 30K, they're getting somewhere near to three times the average national wage. 
Now, granted, and to your point, no one is necessarily going to uh, retire immediately off £82,000 in today's current climate because of inflation. Um, once upon a time, yeah, that you may, you may be able to have lived a real life, nice and cushy lifestyle from it. But the reason why they want to obviously get paid more is because of inflation. Things are costing more. They, um, you know, think time has moved on and it's just not enough. Now, to do that and then cut, you know, cut the universal credit rate uh, is really <coughs> bad as well, though, uh, because you're voting these people in to ideally give you more money and you're not getting it. And uh, it comes from a very communist uh, perspective, doesn't it, of like social living? Yeah, I think we're stuck in a bit of a loop around that because I think yeah. there's different trains of thought that we are creating a system by providing all these handouts, but I think it's literally impossible not to give the handouts when we've got such a flawed monetary system as well. Mm. So I think mm. at some point they are going to have to sort this out because they can't sustain it. Things like the pension, you know, by, by the time which we get to pension age, I, I struggle to believe that we'll get any kind of payout. So I saw an article just today where it said somewhere along the lines of you'll need an extra £2,200 um, per month per person to, uh, with in order to, like, live. And I was thinking, wow, you know, like, that's a whole wage, essentially. A whole other wage. So £4,000. £2,200 per person, mm. £4,400 put over a year. That is over 50000 That's right, isn't it? Yeah. It seems a bit ridiculously high, but then again, I suppose with inflation, that'll only cover the bare necessities. Mm. So you put that into perspective, they're expecting you to save. If you retire when you're 67 or whatever it is and you live till you're 85 or whatever your average age is so bordering on 20 years you're going to need a nest egg of approaching a million pounds well yeah so well, you've got to save over, so you've got to save over your 40 to 50 year career when your average wage is around about thirty thousand a million pounds yep i kind of do wonder because you know i'm saving my socks off i'm not on average wage but i you know I feel like I'll struggle to get towards that figure. Yeah, you're going to have to... Well, you don't have to pray because it's coming, but hyper-Bitcoinization is on its way and woohoo, happy days. Yeah, I, I think it, you know, we said at the start that we're probably going to be a bit of an advertising brand for Bitcoin today um, without Gaz keeping us in, in Sponsored check. by. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by Bitcoin Lessons. Get your yeah. friendly advice and understand the future of money through Bitcoin Lessons. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great yeah, voiceover. I think that's definitely going to make the uh, the real. I do think it, it's a really hard thing. And I think when you do look into it, you think £20, it's nothing, don't you? You put it over a year, times by 52, because it's weekly, that's my understanding, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, universal yeah. credit. 
a thousand pounds. Yeah. And that is absolute massive. That can be, you know, eating some proper food as well. You know, to put it into the, the poorest of the poor. Yeah. And, but then I do look at the politicians and I think it's, we're just in this really twisted monetary system where we're not, where we keep on printing money and deflating everyone's wage and we can't work out what everyone should be paid. So you're saying, oh, this, you know, bloody plumber, he's charging me X amount more per day, but his meat's costing more, his groceries are costing more, his water, his gas, electricity, all his bills have gone up. So yep. his charges have to go up and it applies to everyone else. And so per- personally, I can't blame anyone for, for this. I think both sides have got a point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, people are not going on holiday and they're staying here in the UK. And the UK already was, you know, fairly high in terms of living costs. Because if you go abroad, um, you know, people like my barbers, they, they're, they're Kurdish. And so they go back to Kurdistan and they can live like kings for a month without paying anything. And, uh, and then they, they come back here and they, they say, you know, you don't half forget one, how good it is in the UK, but two, how expensive it is equally in the UK as well. So it's a real catch 22. Yeah, um, fair point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as, as it said on the Metro there, where the average uh, UK salary has increased and it is uh, £31,500, Which you know, probably doesn't go anywhere for a, even a single person now, never mind someone who's got a family. Mm. And yeah. to save a million, save a million pounds, I'm just like, oof. Yeah. That ain't happening. <laughs> and uh, and and one topic that you and I can probably both speak on quite confidently without um, Mr. All in is uh, childcare fees as well. So should you want to have a single uh, person in the household being the breadwinner on that type of wage, uh, so that the other person can then look after? the child or the children then that's fair enough but should you know both of you going to work to then pay for um the nursery and everything else and it does kind of destroy but it destroys the family unit as well yeah and that's one thing which i've really come to realize over the last year is like we're kind of working so much we're forgetting and like I do think there's a lot of value in someone not working, bring up the kids. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's my opinion on this. And I think we're absolutely killing it. Um, and I think, you know, more kids with attention deficit disorder, more kids with um, behavioural problems. And it, it, I think it says it all. It's, yeah. I don't, but I wouldn't actually point the finger at anyone about this. So I think it's a whole system's creating it. But we're going on a bit of a moral. Well, I'm certainly going on a bit of a moral preach now, so I think it might be time to move on to the next one. Cool. Um, okay. Which is a very strange story. I don't really understand this one. Why on earth they're doing it? And it's not in the UK yet, but in the US, they want to monitor 
or rather mm-hmm. get a report from your bank on every payment over $600. Currently, it's set on $10,000. So for a bit of background, that was set, I want to say about the 1980s, and it was based upon um, money laundering. So it's the money laundering regulations which were yeah. brought in. 10000 which was kind of seen as a significant sum, it would be looked into, and they'd look into things like SARS, which is, a SAR, which is serious activity report, if they thought you were suspicious. So... You know, why have you just brought in 12 grand? What's it from? Oh, it's a car sale. Have you got the advert? Things like that. But there's no explanation. It could be drug dealing, robbery, fence, you know, anything which could be bringing money into the um, into the bank, which will look sound, which it could look, which could be taken from ill-gotten gains. You can tell we work in industry. Mm. So what's your take on this? So for me on this one, um, I just think it's another uh, little bit of a big brother moment where the US wants to try and get a stranglehold on the people and understand what's actually going on. But I just think that it's um, it's not feasible to really be able to, you know, you've got a you've got a population of 323 million, I think it is, in the US and you want to monitor $600 transactions. And then who's going to do that? Like, how are you going to do that? And Wouldn't it be a whole, like, digital infrastructure? So it'd be automated, but obviously there's a big cost in changing that. So you'd have to set up systems in order to forward details on that transaction. So Darnell goes to DFS, he buys a sofa for 800 pounds, bang, it gets fired over to Fed. Uh, is this transaction dodgy? Does Darnell need to pay more tax? It just yeah. seems ludicrous, doesn't it? Because you yeah. kind of think you want a computer. How much is that? One, two, or something like that. You want a sofa. You want a nice kitchen table. It all fits into this category. It just seems insane. Yeah. Well, the the, the real thing is, and I think you hit the nail on the head. There is. It's ultimately always comes back to tax, doesn't it? They want to be able to collect on tax that they're not currently taxing people on. And if you monitor those smaller transactions, then perhaps, yeah, because let's be honest, there's not that many people, I I suspect, the average person making many $10,000 plus transactions on a daily basis. The majority of Americans, and I think the stat was like 50%, don't necessarily have any savings over $1,000. So where are they going to be making these $10,000 purchases? So straight away, your number's at half. So why don't they just come out with something that is slightly more pointed and pointed at where they're actually trying to get to. So those that are a lot richer or, you know, again, as always, squeezing out the middle class. I mean, that's probably what it'll hit. I just think it's it's only one explanation, which is control. So we've seen yeah. a few states have said that they'll fight it. I haven't looked to see whether they're Democrat or Republican. I expect they're Republican because yeah. they're not putting up this communist shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the article... It was Daily Mail, wasn't it? It went into all this tripe about some um, analyst who was born in Russia, and mm. it, it was it was basically pushing it towards like this is some kind of like 
But yeah, Russia, USSR did things right by not discriminating between men and women, the gender pay gap. And it's just like, are we referring to Russia and the USSR as a good example? Uh, yeah. And then it starts all about National Investment Authority for Affordable Housing. Sounds very communist. So basically <laughs> what you moving towards then is we put price caps. So it's price fixing, price controls, which we know through the last about 500 years that price controls do not work when you try and fight inflation, which is fundamentally what this is. There are numerous different examples. Um, I think most recent, which I've read about, were a series of them in the 1970s when currency started to hyperinflate due to coming off the gold standard. Yeah. So, you know, you just have to look at history and just think this is, it's really, really odd and not, I, and it's not going to fight the millionaires or billionaires who aren't paying their tax. It's, it's, it's not going anywhere and it is going to be here to stay. And I think maybe they won't get the $600 um, like shelling, but maybe it'll be 5000 and then it will slowly come down. But similarly, as I mentioned the other day in our group, you know how the ability to, um, to tap £100 is now the new norm as of, uh, Friday. So slowly but surely we'll be getting to this happy medium but really it's that again it's that ability to control and understand what people are doing. You could easily take the money out and then obviously do it and deal with it in cash. Um, again if you of course are changing that at the bank then you, you're going to be scrutinised as to what, what, why do you need that money and what's that money for? But um, so it's none of your damn business. Yeah, it's none of your <laughs> damn business. You know, that's why I do like those challenger banks, like a, a Monzo, where you are able to take out um, well up to a thousand pounds in in a single day, because that again was one of those. Uh, those stipulations with your bank that if you went to the the cash machine i think you're only able to take out some 250 others 400 um yeah, i know with, I think, with my bank i'm allowed to take up to a thousand i don't know what my limit is with revolut so hsbc it's not loads but i never obviously carry much cash with me yeah so i think exactly. it's like 250 yeah i think revolut is probably i think 400 yeah, I just know when I needed sure. to pay a tradesman and it was over the 250 mark that I needed to do it in uh, yeah, multiple transactions to be able to just physically get the money out. Although it physically could get out of the account quite easily. Well, this is what Bitcoin fixes it. Well, I was just about to wait for it. I was going to say, who wants to say it? You know, there's a theme here, isn't there? It's behind I you. Just, you know, all these controls are ultimately designed for more tax. I mean, yeah. the governments out control on their spending. And we've known this for many years, but somehow we accept it. And we just want to tax us more and more um, so we can spend money on silly schemes. I don't think the average person knows that the government's out of control with its spending, though. 
that that's the the weird thing like you, you sometimes forget that yes you know we we have this podcast every week and we've also been quite astute prior to uh putting the four b's in place but i don't know if the average person is actually thinking wow we just printed three and a half trillion pounds or what do you think about a local dollars think of a local government one which we've all seen in the uk um, road to shit come around February yeah. road works everywhere in February and March because they're spending the last of their budget and the fact is because they're going to the, to the wire they're paying over place prices rather than actually measuring through the year repairing roads when they should do and this is a kind of overspending which you kind of go you know if you actually plan these roads in a strategic manner mm. so working out when one's been renewed and so on and so on so you actually maintain them when you should you know you wouldn't overspend but the fact is that we will throw money then we have various agencies we use consultancies we throw money at them a thousand pounds a day per head which is yeah which is the whole kind of question is well aren't we employing these politicians in order to come up with these strategies but then they're paying kpmg and deloitte's and circo and whoever else in order to do it instead yeah <coughs> So, you know, they'll spend as much money. Literally, it's if we raised our tax to 98%, they'd spend it all and more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, and request more for the following year because you managed to somehow find the money this year. So I'm sure you'll find some more next year. Yeah, I just think taxes. Yeah. Well, I think it goes down with kind of Bitcoiners mindset of don't want to pay tax. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait for the country to appear who's going to minimise tax and not bother us with silly government mandates all the time. Yeah. Or um, or become self-sovereign and, you know, find or buy your own citadel. Uh, so once you're in the citadel, they don't need to pay you anything. But it's where do you buy it? Yeah. Um, in order to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'll wait and see because... I'm hoping things change. I'm sure, um, I'm sure there's a there's an island out there with your name on it, Dr. Evil 10%. Uh, it would go with God. the persona. Yeah, I'd you just have, have a rocket. rocket I'd, I'd, have a, I'd have a big castle. Yeah. Uh, nice dark castle on like a raining island. That would be perfect for me, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'd need Skull some kind island. of bridge. Yeah, I'd need some kind of bridge to get onto mainland to go cycling. Yeah, yeah. But I could fit, I could fit a good gym in that castle, so I'd be fairly happy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> any suggestions from any listeners of what this bridge and this castle should look like for Dr. Evil 10%? Yeah, leave a comment below. Very evil. Okay, so... Cool. Next topic is... Uh, if Janet Yellen is that, uh, the, the a trillion dollar coin. Okay. Um, so there's rumours that <clears throat> the reason why the US aren't necessarily too fussed about um, their deficit is because at any moment they could just pull out their trump card, pun intended, trillion dollar platinum coin. And it would all just go away. 
You familiar with the one trillion dollar coin? I just think it's the most ridiculous thing ever because somehow by minting it, so melting a bloody coin, therefore they can print more money. Yeah. And yeah. I just kind of go, how is this a thing? How is this an achievement? But we've got to a trillion dollars because of so many years of inflation, because literally a billion dollars was unheard of in the 70s, wasn't it? And yeah. now billionaire, commonplace, whereas we're moving towards trillion dollar companies and we're waiting for the first trillionaire. Yeah. Well, I think we are only about a week away from the US hitting its um, hitting its designated time slot as to when the deficit needs to be paid based on the Democrats saying that, you know, it cannot go above this, this level. And so it'll be interesting to understand what they do. You know, whilst we... Whilst we can debate all evening, my friend, about um, you know the, the actual price, it does not matter. They will find a rescue somehow. They will not default. This isn't like uh, Greece wish defaulting. It would. Oh, I wish it would. It'd be hilarious. It. Yeah, I'd love it, as Kevin Keegan would say. Yeah. I just uh, the whole thing about a trillion dollar coin. It's just so ridiculous. I just don't think anyone realizes how ridiculous it is and once again this is where bitcoin sorts out because no government overspending you get mm. what you're given and we haven't got this silly shit about inflation and devaluing everyone's savings which is what we're currently in the middle of but somehow everyone thinks that it's fine because it's been happening for 50 years now yeah yeah i mean um so th this whole mining or minting of this new coin which is a uh, a platinum eagle on a on a trillion dollar coin could just be done in a matter of minutes so that could therefore then be deposited with the fed bank and then all of a sudden they would wash their hands <laughs> off the debt but naturally i think they would, yes, whilst it would pay things off, slowly but surely, I think that the debt would creep back up and probably creep back up and be larger than what the debt is right now as well. Yeah, so having a quick look, it looks like there's 40 trillion in circulation. Mm. And, yeah, I don't quite know if you count things like... Um, investments and derivatives in there because that's saying 1.3 quadrillion mm. but that's world so i'm just trying to understand how many what you know what is one trillion of the united united states currency is what i'm struggling to understand yeah um it's like you said it, it's almost a bit like a um drug addict you know they've had their hit they love it because it gives them freedom and it yeah. just keeps on getting stronger and stronger and stronger and we're to that <laughs> point where it's getting absolute fucking ridiculous like this is horse tranquilizer shit going on um and it it does just seem like a matter of time till the dollar will collapse but it's just got such a stranglehold of things like petrol that yeah. that's the reason why it's surviving so so well at the moment but there's got to be a point when it's going to fall apart yeah and uh I do think in our lifetimes we will see that um, because we've got this perfect storm of 
the continuation of printing. You've got Bitcoin, you've got the halving coming, and uh, and then as well, it's just the, the the divide as well, the divide between the rich and the poor just continuing to get bigger and bigger. And I don't think that it can continue to survive. And then naturally as well, every 10 years or so, and it's strange, but it does happen, that there will be something, uh, some external thing that no one can predict, some black swan, black swan type of event, whether it's 9-11, whether it's another war, whether it's COVID-19, there will be something that shakes everything up and then just puts it all into uh, disrepair. Yeah, wait to see what that is. Yeah. Hopefully it's the next halving. <laughs> yeah, I'd love it. I would love the next halving to, uh, say, to be seen. I told you. I told you. You didn't listen. <laughs> You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> and no, you cannot stay in my castle on my island. <laughs> Have fun staying here. <laughs> oh, we seem to be on a bit of a US run at the moment. We had one. U so we've we seem to be a bit of on a US run at the moment. We've had one UK story to start off with. We've had yep. now three in a row US. So the third one, US uniting thirty countries to fight ransom attacks. Um, so this is an article of, I think Gaz has labelled it as it. Um, as a great firewall of the West in reference to what China has, so allowing information in which they deem appropriate, so stopping things like Google because it searches, allows Chinese citizens to see all sorts which they don't want them to see. Um, I'm guessing social, certain social media isn't allowed in, in China, so it's probably their own, because um, I don't know whether Facebook and Twitter are allowed. Twitter probably isn't because Twitter is just all yeah. kinds of opinions going on. Yeah, that's um, definitely not allowed there. So it's kind of like the initial aim is to stop these ransom attacks. So I think the phrasing was our cooperation in combating cybercrime, improving law enforcement, collaboration, stemming the illicit use of cryptocurrency and engaging on these issues diplomatically. I mean, they do this anyway. You know, countries yeah. share intel around all this um, cybercrime. And the article cited the um, pipeline stuff, which I think we discussed many weeks ago where they asked for one million dollars <laughs> and we're just like this is 1960 you've got to do that again exactly yeah it's like is this 1960 or something they're stopping a pipeline and i don't think it's one million dollars i think it's like five million or something which is fuck all you know when yeah. we're talking about billions and trillions now yeah. And, um, you know, it cited that as an example. It's like, that's no example. The person left the requested Bitcoin in a link to a wallet off the server, which they were using. It's just like, come on, someone who can hack anything is not going to just leave their password lying around on a notepad file on a server, which they hacked into. It was just, Oh, it, I mean, the fact that it's being led by Joe Biden and uh, and that he's even able to string a sentence together for more than five minutes uh, without a teleprompter 
hand or sorry, a nap in between. Like, it just says it all, doesn't it, really? Um, Are we sure that he talked about ransom attacks and not something else? Y- yeah, exactly. Exactly. <coughs> um, yeah. It is this kind of... <laughs> It's, it's this kind of communism stuff which we've been talking about. Some of the stuff which America's doing is very strange at the moment. And it seems to be led by Biden or whoever is backing him. Yeah. I mean, in the article, which again is all in the show notes, um, you know, here we are, podcast number 26. And you know the drill half by now. Year. If you're, yeah, half a year. If you've, been, if you've been following, welcome. If you're new, welcome. But uh, all of these articles are in these show notes. And, and so essentially it, there has been an increase in, uh, in the ransomware threat to organisations and, and obviously uh, some of the recent attacks on the Colonial Pipeline, which is the oil pipeline, uh, companies like JBS Foods and Kaseya as well. Um, basically just showing the vulnerabilities in terms of being able to be attacked and essentially uh, put them under threat to not be able to operate as well. So um, naturally, crypto has crept in because how do you make that, um, that threat? You then tell them to why you crypto which can yes be traced because it's all logged on the on the blockchain at the time but ultimately uh these companies are just playing catch-up to cybercrime right just feel it's it's a woolly story they are actually trying to put something in place yeah i kind of do it i know guys is a complete that's a conspiracy theorist but i think you may be onto something here about the great firewall of the West restrict what you look at, which wouldn't yeah. necessarily always be a bad thing, but I do worry about what kind of freedoms they'd actually restrict. And, and do you know what, actually, uh, whilst we're talking about this and, uh, and our conspiracy theories, and I'm surprised nobody's put it down, but I'm sure we would have covered it had, uh, had Mr. Rawlin been here is the Facebook outage. So it happened... Uh, did we talk about that last week? No, I don't think we did. No, because... I swear we... I think it happened on... Yeah, I think it happened on the Monday. But yeah, it might have... No, we, 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 we did. It's in, the, it's in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, it's in the show notes. It's in the show notes. I can't remember what we talked about it, but no doubt it's some conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's in the show notes. It's there. Uh, but then they had another one, didn't they? But this time it was just on Instagram uh, once again. I think it was on the Friday or even the Saturday. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so so once again, there was a an outage <laughs> and uh, perhaps you know, later on down the line, we might find that it was some sort of uh, a ransomware attack. Now, that would be interesting. Mm, it's all a bit fishy. I think we talked about Facebook quite in depth last week. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what, we're a trillion dollar company now? Yeah. Uh, all and, close. and apparently, if someone makes a change, it takes down all their backup servers as well, which have the originals and they can't roll back within one minute. Hmm. So, yeah, it just doesn't seem right. 
Yeah. Like, we, haven't, we haven't heard the true story of that one. No, and definitely not. This kind of ransom attack and potential to um, bring 30 com- countries together does say something about maybe there's going to be some kind of firewall or restriction. So, yeah. you know, would that be something which would be aimed towards cryptocurrency is the kind of question which springs to mind. You know, mm. I think there are a lot of people say there are generally good uses on that, such as restriction on uh, things like child pornography um, and I suppose um, various things like Silk Road, but I kind of then do go, well, they've got things like Tor. How are you going to restrict Tor? Mm. And then if you manage to restrict Tor, how are you going to restrict the thing which goes um, after that? Um, because people will find a way. Um, yeah. You know, they want to buy whatever from Silk Road or whatever site it is now. Yep, 100%. <laughs> So I'm not so, too quite sure how we say that Bitcoin fixes this. I suppose it's a freedom uh, uh, to move into places. Yeah, I don't know how Bitcoin fixes that in, in, in all reality, but in some way, shape or form, just buy. <laughs> just <laughs> buy. <laughs> just Talk, buy. Talking Bitcoin. about buying, George Soros buys. Yeah. Now, if you don't know who George Soros is, uh, a new listener to the show, he is kind of like a a mascot of the show. (laughs) I don't know how long he'll be with us uh, or how long we'll be there. That would be a sweepstake, won't it? Do we get cancelled before George Soros dies? So he's 91. um, That's how many more souls he eats. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a 91 year old uh, Hungarian born George uh, Hungarian American born George Soros pulled up his Wikipedia and uh, yeah it's just amazing to to see the, the background on, on this guy um, we won't go into it in too much detail but essentially uh, the Soros fund now confirms the billionaire investors family office is trading in Bitcoin Maybe. Uh-huh. Bill, when Gaz does edit this we need some Imperial March music over the top of that yeah yeah. <laughs> Gaz that, that's one of your jobs mate um, so the, the fund managers will have now crossed the line. So what it means is that these hedge funds, and when I mean these hedge funds, people like Ray Dalio, uh, Peter Druck, Druckmar, is it? Yeah, Peter Drucker. Sorry, Peter Drucker. Um, who else is out there that is now come on? I mean, we talked about Mr. Wonderful as well uh, previously that's flipped from being in gold to now being uh, more leveraged in Bitcoin. Slowly but surely the apex predator, which is Bitcoin, is taking over all asset classes and will essentially is this a a hedge or is this his classic of 10 percent and everything Mm. you know as we talked about in the pod the other week we talked about uh, blackrock and vanguard having 10 percent in every single pie is this what you know he he's involved in all that so is he looking at 10 percent of bitcoin so 2.1 2.1 million coins times by what is it fifty thousand dollars at the moment so um what's that 
I can't work that out off the top of my head. I think oh, I was going to say, I'm going to need a calculator. You know, those, uh, I saw a great meme while we're doing this. Um, remember back in the day when you and I were in school where the, the maths teacher would say, well, you know, you've got to do this in your head or on the paper because you're not going to have a phone, you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket when you're older. <laughs> so I'm just trying to get the figures right. So yes, 2.1 million times by 50 grand. So that is, is it 105 billion? Feels it's, about right. Oh, I'm completely off. Anyway, Gaz can correct us in the show notes and just say those two idiots um, got it wrong. <laughs> flash um, something on the screen. <laughs> flash, idiot one, idiot two. It's idiot actually this. Idiot two. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, to buy that kind of steak would be astronomical. Obviously, it pumped the value up quite a bit. And I do have mixed opinion on this because it's someone like that getting involved from the old school. Yeah. So, obviously, are they trying to own it because they look at this and just think this is taken over it would be 60 um, trillion they... by the way oh god um yeah. so are they yeah are they trying to buy into it so they can shut it down mm. um so i'm very mixed it says they've been looking at buying since 2018 why don't we pull the trigger then yeah. it would have been on discount yeah definitely if, if they were to buy uh 20 sorry yeah, if they were to buy 120 million at 50,000 a coin, sorry, 120,000 at 50,000 uh, a coin, then it would be 60 trillion. Don't think that's right. One, two, two. Yeah, 120,000 times by your, your 50. We can't even do maths with a calculator. That's yeah. what level we've hit today. <laughs> People think that is my strong, strong yeah. suit. Yeah, <laughs> no, it would be six million. So they, they'd put in, uh, six, uh, yeah, six trillion, six trillion, because nines. Yes, zeros. I mean it's happening across like J.P. Morgan and various others. They are starting to go into Bitcoin, but the head of JP Morgan still stands fast that it's a pile of rubbish, but he's still offering it and buying it into investments. So, yeah. But George Soros, I kind of do look at and think this may be a bit of a bad thing or mm. maybe good things. It means it can't get cancelled, but will he just try and hoover it up one way or another by some silly taxes? <laughs> um, but how will he do that? Well, Soros has got his fingers in many pies, and I think, you know, they've had a monopoly on most things throughout their entire lives. They know a few tricks of the trade, right? As Ross dies... Oh, sorry, I told you I got a bad cough, and I've been talking far too much. If, if, you, were, if you were watching on YouTube... Uh, yeah, Ross is uh, just uh, dying. Obviously, if you're on the podcast, just listening. Um, yeah, mute myself just to be a bit polite for the <laughs> array of noises. Yeah, I think it's one which I have to see how it plays out because they've um, they've bought some, obviously. I don't yeah. know what the figures are. 
And when we do find out the figures, I think that'll be when it's interesting. And maybe that is behind the current up. And um, I don't think anyone wants to bet against George Soros if he's actually bought heavily into Bitcoin. But like I said, I'm a li- it does worry me a little bit that someone like that's starting to get into it when it's the type of person we want to get out. Mm. What, what, me, what I was thinking about earlier on, actually, and they came to my mind, is the Winklevoss twins. They've been into Bitcoin and also, you know, for years, and they've got a stack, double that, I think, of our friend uh, Michael Saylor. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, and Mr. All In as well. And so Michael Saylor, what's he got? He's got, was it a billion in there? I want to say something around, like, actually, you know, that there is the figure out there that, um, so live update, Michael Saylor, the number of Bitcoin is, yeah, 109,000 Bitcoin, Michael Saylor. <coughs> we will spare the audience on doing the maths of 109 multiplied by 50 on that one. The Vinkovos um, twins own 70,000 Bitcoins. Wow. And that was in April this year. So they're no, never going hungry. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Forbes estimates they currently own 70,000. Yeah. So it'll be a race to see who gets the most Bitcoin, whether it'll be Chad Saylor. Um, yeah. I, I think that number's low because, um, yeah. I think that Which number? number? Is low. Uh, the the 70,000. Well, if we do some poor maths on a calculator quickly, so 70,000 times by 50,000, we've got 3.5 billion. So that's, you know, incredibly big stack. Though not as big as Mr. All In's. Mm, never. Um, so yeah, I think it's one which I don't think we can really go too much into deep detail, yeah. but I think it's one which we need to watch while it plays out and actually find out how much has been bought if we can actually find out. Yeah. Because it's gonna go somewhere, a big stack is gonna appear. It's not gonna like be like me or you DCAing at 50 pounds <laughs> or something. It's gonna be whew, something massive and it's going to be a bit under the radar or it could already be there and it may be yeah. something which be, has been accumulating into yeah. several different wallets so it's a bit um, out of everyone's suspicion and kind of going off this one there's also been Senator Loomis not someone I'm familiar with but I don't really no. know my um, US politics and no. they've had to declare from what I can gather their investment and it's in a and it's in a band between 50,000 and 100,000. So people said, oh, it's, you know, up to 100,000. So it could be a lot. My guess would be one Bitcoin. So you've bought one nice and clean at 50,000 or whatever it is in US dollars at the moment. Um, but still, you know, something really cool which has happened. So it's um, a sitting lawmaker. It's the biggest purchase. Um, I think it's just one of those kind of steps forward that, Hey, look, even a senator's doing it, though mm. I'm guessing they're probably a Republican. 
I don't think a Democrat would. <laughs> would. Yeah. But it'd be interesting as well, like, okay, so now that you're starting to get some of the politicians involved into Bitcoin, they're obviously never going to pass a law that is detrimental to themselves. But the flip side of it, what laws will they pass for it to be advantageous to themselves, to their friends, to their family and those around in that circle? That's what you've yeah. got to ask. Well, kind of, I know he's not a politician officially, but George Soros buying it, you know, <laughs> that kind of says that things are going to change. Mm. Yeah, but people I just, with influence. Yeah, just don't understand what how this is going to play out. And it'll be one which I think we'll see a lot more of now over the next even few weeks. Yeah. So certainly something which will um, come whilst everyone's buying. We've got a great story which you picked out about someone selling. It's crazy, right? <coughs> so theme of the show is, yes, just buy Bitcoin. It's the second theme or the underlying uh, part of that is don't sell your Bitcoin as well. And uh, you don't want to end up selling it um, like somebody that bought at $300 and then sold when it went to $30,000 because they had a, uh, a slight scare based on uh, the FUD that was out around that time. So it was uh, seven years ago to the day when someone sold. Now, of course, we sit amass uh, a $50,000 uh, per coin and, you, and somebody had 30000 so... Quick 1.5 billion. There we go. Thank you, Mr. Walton. And he sold at night. But I think one to look at this, like you think about money, and obviously you can get billions, trillions, but nine million, which is what he sold it for. So hmm. 300,000, 30,000 Bitcoin at 300 pounds, it was nine million. This sort of retirement funds, I kind of think to myself, I would be happy I'd on be that happy. one. And I kind of, but I don't think I would sell my whole stack. I think if I could get cheap 9 million for a stack, I'd probably sell half of it. And then, Ooh. you know, buy various property or whatever, just create passive income and live my life and just relax and do what I wanted. So it does seem strange that you sold it all. I think that was, a, that was probably the worst thing about it. I feel like if he had a flat, he should have kept, you know, some skin in the game. Mm. So uh, hyper-Bitcoinization happens. Does, does Mr. 10% or sell it all? Or do you sell 50%? Do you sell 80%? Where, where do you sit on this? I mean, it depends on the value of a Bitcoin and obviously what my stack looks at the time, as long as I don't use it any, in any future boat accidents, mm. such <laughs> as when I'm on the Titanic 2. <laughs> your first um, class ticket yeah well it's gonna be my boat <laughs> well, naturally. um I, I, i'm looking forward to the time when you can lend against your crypto that that's where i'm really looking towards to get to it so like you are I, I never have to sell it or sell it all but i can just use it as the 
the leverage with in order to get me whatever I want. It might provide uh, liquidity to open up a fund of cash or a pot of cash, or you know, I can use that as a deposit against buying a property, but yeah, never it'd be something looking to sell. I mean, it'd be sell as minimal amount as I can would be how mm. I look at it, but it's creates something which creates a passive in income. Um, I just think that you know, I understand probably about. I wouldn't say all of it because I think there's all kinds of nuances such as around nodes, which I don't understand, but I understand the majority of it. <coughs> and I just feel like it could be, be a mistake to go against what I know, what I yeah. understand. Um, and like this person, he had a flat, but then he bought back in in 2018. So he sold in, what year was it, 2014 or something? And he bought back in four years later when he kind of realised he made a mistake. Yeah. And it had gone from somewhere great between... to buy back in in 2018. So it went from $300 to around about five grand to 10 grand. So it either 10 to 30x, not too sure <laughs> when he bought back in. But, you know, if he bought in at the peak, so around about 10, 10 grand or so, he could be 4x since then on his money if he yeah. went back in with 9 million or even if we, if we went back in with 5 we went back in with 1 million it's still going to be 4 4x on what he's done so I suppose it was a decent return and it allowed him probably just to bin off his life back in 2014 so yeah. I don't think it's as bad as we think but yeah. I just I think it's unforgivable that he sold the whole stack instead of just selling half because he didn't need 9 million 4.5 million would have been more than enough. Yeah, 100%. Can't agree with you more. You know, like, hold some of it back or have something that allows you to rebuy back in, so passive income that allows you to rebuy back in and, and creating that feedback loop and model. I think that that's definitely got to be the future. Yeah. Um, what have we got next? Got wrecked of a week. So this is um, one <laughs> five of terminology I can tell that Gaz shared. So shitcoins all down in BTC terms. Yeah. So we've seen a bit of a pump on Bitcoin over the last few weeks you from 30 grand. You gotta pump up. it up. You gotta pump 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 it I've walked walk past you across in the office and just go. You got to pump it up. Bitcoin's been climbing and obviously altcoins have kind of always um, jump on the back of Bitcoin or yeah. other shitcoins. I know that Mr. Olin will tell us off for using altcoins, shitcoins, shit climb coins. on the back of Bitcoin and get carried along a bit. But we have seen that Bitcoin 
has kind of started separating itself. Yeah, and this is the first time I think that this has really happened, to be fair, because in all honesty, whenever a Bitcoin has, has a, a little bull run, everything goes up and everyone's like, oh, fantastic. But if only Bitcoin is showing in the green, it may provide people with a sense of clarity that this is where you should be putting your money. You know, I, I openly admit in the area of transparency that I own Ethereum right now. It won't be for forever. Boom. Boom. <laughs> it won't be for forever. But at the same time, if it goes to zero, it won't, it, it won't really count. It, it does okay. disgust me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I might buy a Rolex with it. Mm. Which I think, you know, we discussed at the start. I just don't see the value in Ethereum. I did own some and it kind of sat on a ledger mm. for <laughs> three or four or four years. And then when I properly got into Bitcoin, I just went, why the fuck have I got this? And I sold it about £600 a coin. And the transaction fee was massive. And admittedly, I could have stayed in and it would have four x or something since then. Um, like yours. Yeah, I but, won't remind you how much it might have four x yeah. But I just had Oof. no confidence in it after the hack and the reset the network when someone stole another's um, Ethereum. They yeah. reset it and put it back to the original wallet. I just went, you know, I, I didn't understand Ethereum when I bought it and it just kind of sat idle in a desk drawer for quite a few years but when i saw this i just went i i don't see the value it could go to zero tomorrow yeah. so i put it into bitcoin and obviously i haven't had the same returns off it i still had some moderate returns off that when i put that ethereum in but i just personally i couldn't stay in there yeah and i don't um, see the value in, in any other shit coins or altcoins whatever you want to call them i've not come across one yet which i actually go <sighs> That's good because they're just, it just seems to be copy Bitcoin, but make a slight difference. Yeah. I don't even take the time to have a look into any of the shit coins. And I love a bit of ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the names are great, but the user cases are. Um, because ultimately, the minute you say, it's controlled, it's centralised, and it's not decentralised. I'm like, I'm out. Why would I need and, to know anything else? Like, And quite often you're buying a concept on some of the younger shitcoins, which isn't yeah. even brought into effect. So I'm looking at Dink Twink, and it's just, where's the graph? Is it still oh, it's, it's had a bit of a surge today. Oh. Let's look it over the max. Oh, God, it's pretty much flatlining, but the um, surge, because it's so minimal, it went from 0 0.000046 to 0 0.000049. That was a surge today. Wow. So, yeah, that's kind of like the rug pull. That's the fact that something you're buying on a promise. If there is a bit of money than Bitcoin, I'm not averse to it, but I just don't see how it happened. Yeah. Um, something is yes. coming down to the last topic because I think we were going to talk about nodes this week but without Mr All in here 
we don't want to make an absolute mess of a topic because I think it's something which um, our <laughs> listeners would probably be quite interested in learning about. We'll definitely be coming back to nodes. And also I think that uh, we'd like to cover more on the Lightning Network as well, because I feel like that is something that as we as we get closer and closer to Bitcoin hyper-Bitcoinization, hyper um, the likes of a Western Union, the likes of MoneyGram that are taking large percentages off the remittance fees and also the, the actual remittance fund from the person sending money back home or sending it to another person is becoming ridiculous. And so people are cottoning onto this using the Lightning Network, getting essentially you know one for one when sending it on so uh so yeah i think that definitely needs to be covered off as well but the bitcoin fees to buy it darnell <laughs> i just i think it, the fees and the lightning work it pales in significance on the remittance fees so yeah funnily enough for work i was on a remittance conference mm. and, I script, and i took a picture and sent it to the group and i went funny thing is bitcoin fixes this <laughs> and I was just like, should I put it into the comment? I thought, no, I can't because I'm representing the company which I work for. So yeah. I had to leave it alone, unfortunately. Yeah. But it, it, it is so true. And it yeah. um, would be great. So, like, nodes will definitely cover maybe next week. So I'll have another week to read through some bits because I'm, I think I've got a few kind of like points and questions which Mr. Orling can jump in on. But yeah. I don't want to touch upon it because I think some of mine may be um, wrong and I may need a bit of advice about it. And Mr. Um, Orlin runs his own node. So who better indeed. to help us? Yeah. Uh, um, again, any comments of anybody running their own node? What node they're running? Are they using the uh, Raspberry Pi or or how have, they, how have they got up and running? Love to hear. Yeah, because there's some cool packages from looking, but it'd be great yeah. to hear. And we've yeah. only got one more topic, but it's one which is obviously current. Gaz put it in, but unfortunately can't be here. So I'm finally Matt Odell dunks on Udi. <coughs> and he memed it, so he sent us on his tweet. And both of us sat there and watched it and went, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so sorry. Uh, are, we, are, we, uh, are we missing the NFT exit scam? Sorry, I missed that. So we, I kind of yeah. ruined that because I want to leave that with like, sorry, guys, we ruined your meme because we don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we got we'll more, come back we to got, it. Yeah, well, we've because we still won't games. understand it. That was fantastic, Janine. They're clapping for you. And also, by the way, I don't know if you realize if you can tell from the video stream, but Udi is like sitting right in front of me. So it was very, it was very relevant. <laughs> No, you do not get a mic. Five minutes later, we, we still won't. Yeah, I, that 22 second clip, I could watch it again and again, and uh, it still still means nothing no, to me. Though no, Mr. Orlin was very proud of himself, I think, for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we have no did. idea what he's on about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the NFT. I just okay. read this and I just, so, so not only do you buy JPEGs with a digital signature, you buy JPEGs to be in a fighting game. So pretty much you are buying 
FIFA, um, what's it called? Was it Foot? No, Ultimate Team. So Foot cards. Yeah. To play on FIFA. This is literally what you're buying, but you're buying apes to fight each other. You, know, you can go and play Street Fighter or something. Yeah. I'm sure there's something called like Monkey Fight or Gorilla Fight. I'm sure someone's done with zoo, zoo animals or something. But instead, people put EFTP, e, sorry, not EFTPs, NFTs um, <laughs> um, on the proviso that they could fight each other. I, I just went, I don't understand this. It's just absolutely ridiculous. But the person has just completely disappeared. So it seems like they got, they, well, claim they're going to pay someone to make. To, an artist, they released them all, they haven't paid the artist, and they just done one with, I think it was 2.7 million, remember correctly. Um, but people are still trading them, even after all this um, came to light. So it's a really strange one. But yeah. I think we touch upon NFTs quite a bit, don't we? Yeah. So I think what the, the, um, the background to this is that somebody created a picture of a, a, a new ape or an evil ape then was paid and then disappeared. No ape, no NFT. I thought they got the NFTs. No, not on this one, I don't think, unless I'm reading the uh, the article wrong. So, um, yeah, so a week after the project launched, the anonymous developer known as Evil Ape, who promised the game vanished, uh, who promised that game vanished along with the project's official Twitter account and website. They left traces behind on the blockchain that shows that they siphoned 2.7 million out of the project's funds in multiple transfers. The funds derived from the initial public sale of NFTs and commissions on the secondary market were met for project-related expenses like marketing. So they made this grand, you know, gesture and promise to the people. People put in up to the value of 2.7 million and then gone. Shazam. <laughs> It's just no, this whole NFT market. I don't understand it. It's like the yeah. flex of billionaires, which the plebs get getting drawn into. And it's just like buy yourself a Rolex or something, buy yourself a yacht. Mm. You don't need a bloody image which you pay three million for. I mean, I can draw something for you if you really want, and I'll charge you a tenner, but you probably won't want it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll put it on my Twitter handle and I'll be like, my God, is that is that an original Dr. Evil 10%? Yes, it is. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a strange one, isn't it? Uh, I um, mean, but uh, the evolved apes or um, ape NFTs seem to be the thing at the moment. Again, not something that I follow. If anybody does watch and uh, NFTs are your thing, then, hey, be our guest, literally. Come on let us know and uh I'd, I'd love to hear a bit more about it but for right for me right now there'll be a there'll be jpegs and there'll be forever more jpegs yeah i think it's just one of those it's another get rich quick kind of scheme like a shit coin yeah. they're hoping it's going to be the next yeah. big thing but i think they've just come across either money laundering ring or 
a bit or a millionaire or billionaire's plaything where they're just going, I don't care about the money. I'm just throwing it around to show that, you know, I'm a G. <laughs> but, you know, sort of splashing away their 10 grand or 20 grand life savings on a shitty JPEG. Yeah. What are you doing? Just buy yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah. Absolutely. Buy something which will actually keep its value. You're really guessing if you're buying um, NFTs. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think the next week we've got to find a fun shit coin. Um, this would be great <laughs> to cover another fun one like Dink Doink. It's brilliant. Maybe we should look into some, like Come Rocket and actually explain what it is behind that. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll slowly but surely take the time to look into, uh, <coughs> into Come Rocket and see if it's even worth <laughs> worth covering off on the pod. Yes, I think we had Dogecoin one week and we, when we took a cover Dink yep. Doink, which I just thought was brilliant. And I'm sure there's loads and others. Like I keep on seeing this thing at the top of Coinbase um, about shim. <laughs> and I've got no idea what shim is. And they're saying, oh, we're trading shim. It's like, that's nice for you. That's so nice. I, um, yeah. I've just logged in now. Um, Shiba Inu, SHIB, is now trading on Coinbase. And it's a picture of a fox. Right. Um, so if we have a look at it. Ooh, there we go. Some tasty Ooh. lines. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's had an all-time high of 0.002 pence. <laughs> and that's its all-time high. That's uh, uh, that's not going I mean, you anywhere, can, is it? I mean, you can also see my portfolio balance are of £18 <laughs> from my um, lessons. So if you have got Coinbase or yeah. you have, join up Coinbase, get their free money. And make your own Bitcoin. You don't even have to spend for it. Just sign up, do the lessons and learn it. Or rather, um, mash as many buttons as you can as quickly as possible to get through the useless tutorial on some shitcoin and yeah. convert it into Bitcoin. Yeah, I did exactly but for, that. But there's been no um, lessons lately, have there? No, there hasn't, actually. Um, I, do you know what I did? I, um, I cashed in my, my lessons money and bought... A bike pump. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I moved across most of mine into my stack. So yeah. I think I've earned, you know, somewhere like 50, 60 quid so far. Yeah. So yeah, decent bike pump. <laughs> yeah, I got a, a decent bike pump, which I've put on. And uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, it's got caught up in the whole um the product cycle of, you know, things being pushed back because on certain websites, it's not available until late, yeah, mid to late February, 2022. Your bike pump? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so the whole, uh, you know, COVID and everything else, yeah, a bike pump is now not available until 2022. Have you got have you got yours yet? Oh, I've got mine, yeah. Um did have to wait a couple of weeks for it, but I've got it. Fair enough. I suppose uh, I suppose that's probably um once again going going back to some recommendations, just get on the lessons. I think there's free ones on various different exchanges. Coinbase is who we use and free money. It literally takes, I think you get a few quid, three to five quid per set of lessons. 
and yeah. you can just guess the answers or you can listen to the tutorial if you really <laughs> want to be drawn into some shit coin and get some free stuff. Um, and both of us have made a decent amount of money off minimal work, so yeah. why not? I think that's about it. Have we got anything else which you want to cover while we're here? I don't think we do, no. Um, you know, this is the most the world's most bullish podcast. This has been week 26. We're halfway there. We've nearly done a consistent year, whether it's me, you, Mr. All-In, or she was here, she wasn't here, Mrs. No-Show, but we have brought you the news of the Bitcoin world and finance in general. That's our job, to bring you entertainment, education, and a little bit of banter along the way. Yeah, fellow plebs, if you want to hear us, then, yeah, tune in. <laughs>